Welcome to the Still Training Podcast. These are intended for our still approved dealers and garden centres. If you're a still customer, thank you for listening, but please be aware that this episode may mention training resources and processes not available to the general public. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Still Training Podcast. Hello there and welcome to another Still GB Training Podcast. My name is Lee and in this episode I'm going to be popping on my waterproofs because we are inviting back our two technical gurus, Mark and Dougie, to chat about pressure washers. We will be discovering how all the components of a pressure washer come together to give us the performance we expect from a still product. And because pressure washers are predominantly for occasional use, we will be getting some hints and tips on recommended storage. Mark and Dougie will also run us through some maintenance information on what to look out for as these type of products get older, making sure our pressure washers work when we need them to. So, where did I put my waterproofs? For this podcast, we're welcoming back two guests from a previous podcast uh, where they were talking about carburettors. We've got Dougie. Hello, Dougie. Hi, Oe. How's it Hola. going? Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Good, good. And we've got Mark as well. How are you doing, Mark? I'm fine, thank you. Good, Lee, good, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Good. So good. Dougie's up in the wilds of Scotland and Mark's down south. Uh, so and, and I'm in the middle, so yeah, uh, like a road <laughs> between two thorns. Yeah, the referee. Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah, I'll keep you apart, yeah. So um, we're talking about pressure washers this morning, and uh, uh, pressure washer service can sometimes be deemed as a bit of a dark art uh, when it comes to, to service, uh, you, you know. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to throw a few questions at Mark and Dougie, and uh, I'm going to let them instill their wisdom upon us. And hopefully by the end of it, we'll uh, have a little bit more uh, knowledge and awareness about how pressure washers work and what we can do to keep them going. So we've got uh, a little bit of everything in the podcast and uh, there'll be a mixture, of, a mixture uh, I should say, of basic and technical information. So are you ready, chaps? Yeah, yep. let's go for it. Excellent. Okay, so first question, uh, this can be deemed uh, as, as fairly simple, so we'll see where it takes us. Um, why does a pressure washer motor stop when a trigger is released? Why? Why? Why, why can't it just keep going? Shall I? Shall I do that one? Um, <clears throat> why does it stop? Okay. Why does it stop when you let go of the trigger? Um, it stops because water flow stops when you let go of the trigger, and the water pressure builds up within the system and. The control piston, and it's, that's what the function of the control piston is, is essentially activated against the spring and then switches off the motor. So the motor then switches off because of the pressure generated by the fact that the, the um, hand-held trigger has been released. Okay. Um, so, so when you release the trigger, the, press, the water pressure builds up behind the control piston and then that, that shuts it off. There's no reason for yep. the motor to, or the pump to, to be pumping because it then knows, um, you know, that it's off and there's no need. So job done. It's just yep. a, it's just a, there, it's a, it's a, it may sound like a bit of a silly question, but it's a question we get asked and, you know, um, sure. you know from a product perspective, you know, people say, well, why doesn't it run all the time and is there something wrong with it and, and things like that. Well, so, it, yeah. it, I mean, it has a knock-on effect to all sorts of problems that we see later and I, I'll leave it at that for the minute. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
Right, so uh, brilliant. Next question, and, and we'll, we'll maybe start off with Dougie for this one. So what are the main components of a pressure washer? So if we, we can start off at, at the, let's start off at the nozzle end. So nozzles are fairly important. You know, that that's the business end. Yeah. That's what we see. So. Yeah, starting at, starting at the business end, I mean, ultimately the, the nozzle is is part of the part of the creation of the pressure because if you remove the nozzle you still get a flow of water coming through the lance. Uh, however when the when the when the nozzle's on it that's usually creating creating a, a lot of the pressure and they have to be checked from time to time. And also they do wear over a period of time because water running through through usually a brass nozzle is abrasive and, and it does cause them to wear and ultimately it can lead to some drop off in pressure over a prolonged number of hours. Moving back we then have the lance assembly in the middle of the lance which breaks down. There's a there's a lot of loading in there. Ultimately, it's only going to be affected if the if the trigger is is depressed and, and there's water coming through it. But the last thing we want is to be leaking water at the breakage point in the lance because, again, ultimately we're losing pressure at the business end. Mm-hmm. And moving right up to the lance itself, uh, again, there's a couple of O-rings in the trigger assembly in there. And the last thing we want to see is uh, any any leaking water now in in this case up at the up at the lance end it could actually be leaking water when it's sitting on idle okay. uh, which would which would then create a problem back to the back to the pump and the motor and the control piston so that ultimately leaking at the at the trigger end uh, or, or up in the lance area it can cause the the machine to kick out and in when so it's we're, so we're, lo- we're losing that pressure mark talked about before at the back of that control piston yeah, yeah absolutely that, yeah. absolutely yeah. Okay. and there's a a very important tiny little o-ring uh, on the on the on the hose pipe leading into the, the lance assembly it used to be green in color it's recently changed but it's a very important little little uh, o-ring it serves a huge purpose the condition of the hose itself, leading all the way back to the washer, has got to be, and it's got to be good condition. No leaks whatsoever. If there's any leaks on the anything coming out the the pump, it's it's going to have a, a peculiar idle, as it were. It's going to it's going to jump out and out of pressure, disconnect and reconnect uh, the the micro switch in there. Okay. Uh, from the hose leading back into the pump itself, and uh, behind the hose we have the non-return valve. Okay. A non-return valve helps to maintain the pressure when the machine's sitting on idle. And on the other side, opposite that, we have the inlet feed. Now, the inlet feed uh, <clears throat> is direct into the pump itself, and it is filtered water. It's very important to have the filter in place. If the filter is missing for any reason from the from the pump head, it's like it's like running a small internal combustion engine minus an air filter because a water supply can be it can be quite contaminated with little pieces yeah. and bits and pieces of grit, especially in rural locations. Yeah. And that that's but just I mean, that's just a little filter where you put the hose pipe on and you can just take that out, can't you, with a pair of little pliers or a little screwdriver. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. but if that's missing it can lead to massive wear issues uh, within the pump. It can lead to water seals leaking, it can lead to oil seals leaking. Yeah, it can cause all sorts of problems. Behind behind that, we're into the pump head itself uh, with the moving pistons and stuff like that. And then, of, of course, we're connected 
to the motor. Uh, the motor obviously has a most of your, most of your uh, machines are brushless motors, although the, the entry level machines are brushed, so there's a capacitor there. Uh, and obviously the, the, the switch and, and up to the cable, uh, again, which has got to be in good condition, up to the 13 amp socket. Okay, great. So, yeah. There we go. So that's, that's it. Made components. There we go. And that, but there, there's, there's an awful lot going on there, isn't there? So we want all those uh, components working in tandem to, so we can get the job done. So I can get my patio nice and clean. In the, in there the is. There is. Yeah, and you're quite it. right. All these components have got to work in unison. Right. Okay. So, um, so going back to what Mark said, and then also leading into you know what what Dougie said about making sure all these things work. I've picked up that this control piston fella here uh, is is pretty important so uh can you mark could you go into a bit more detail about the what a control piston is and exactly what it does sort of like cl close up yeah the control piston is is maintaining pressure within the system but is also uh in tune with it in that any pressure changes within the circuit are seen at the control piston so um as Dougie was saying, that the, the nozzle is an impor important, kind of integral part, uh, and it's particularly important that the correct nozzle diameter is used. Um, uh, quite a few machines have, like a cassette system, where they have a nozzles which clip in and clip out, mm -hmm. um, and they're different sizes across the range, although they are interchangeable, in inverted commas, um, and they are colour-coded, so it's very important that you have the right nozzles fitted to your particular machine. Um, and that nozzle diameter will have an effect on the back pressure within the system, which activates the control piston. Um, if the pressure is too high, uh, because of a smaller diameter uh, nozzle, it will have an effect on how the control piston functions because the pressure is higher than it should be. Now, there is a, a spring within the control piston which is the spring rate is set at slightly higher than operating pressure. Pressure washers work on several different pressures. Um, you have the working pressure, which is what you see when you work with the machine, i.e. cleaning your patio, your car, or whatever it is. The, yeah. the flow of water at a specific pressure um, is referred to as a working pressure. Now, when you let go of the trigger, it then jumps up to maximum operating pressure. And this is the pressure that the, the spring in the control piston is, is set at or um, just below that so that the piston then moves against the spring mm -hmm. when you hit um, maximum operating pressure. And that spring movement or spring releasing and allowing the piston to move switches the motor off. Okay. Um, and then once the motor is switched off, the pressure reduces but the, uh, within the system, but the non-return valve then holds the pressure um, constant within the circuit all the way from the, control, um, from the hand control, the trigger mechanism, all the way back to the control piston effectively. Right. Um, so any leakage within the system, the pressure drops, control piston moves because the spring is trying to force it and it then closes the switch the motor kicks in pressure builds up motor stops leak continues you know repeat 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 so okay. yeah. um yeah it's it's a it's an important integral component 
And, and am I right in saying that this this component can be sort of like serviced in a, in a way? It can be greased or, or, or lubricated uh, in some, I mean, some way? I mean, yeah, when we do use um, a non-solvent type grease, it's a special grease that doesn't dissolve by wa- with water. You, you know, water is, is, is a universal solvent, as it's known as, um, and it has what can have an effect on standard, ordinary, automotive type greases, but use a special grease that's not affected by water. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's something you could do at a service. You could just make sure that it is greased and, and clean and, and what have you. The control fittings are usually fairly easy to remove. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because the other thing is that is the inlet filter. Yeah. Um, as Dougie mentioned, uh, that's a, I mean, that's a, that should be a regular thing. It's a matter of releasing the, unscrewing the connection at the front. Yeah, pulling well, out the filter and um, okay, well, I've, 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 I've got a couple of uh, a question later on that I, that I've sort of like um, okay. uh, uh, that I've I've just had in my mind. I've made a note of it that I'm going to throw in uh, about about that that might lead towards that mm. that pre filter as well. So, no, well, that sounds like a, a pretty important component. So, uh, if it there's is. a it if is. there's a problem with the control piston, then I ain't washing my patio, am I? That's it. So, no. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, w- I want to create. Uh, I want to create a couple of scenarios now. So, I'm in my garden preparing to wash my patio. The water's connected up. I've got good water pressure, and we're connected to power. Uh, I've started up the washer, but it's doing this pulsing thing. What What could be the cause of that? Um, I mean, it could be a, a, a problem with the control piston itself. Uh, so, it could be uh, a sticking control piston. Okay, we'll cause that. And this could be uh, like a pressure washer that's that's quite quite a, quite an age. Yeah. 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 So it, um, they they don't just last forever and keep going. So. Well, no, they don't exactly. Yeah. Uh, it could be some distortion. A lot of the um, control pistons are uh, are made of a nylony sort of um, type material, and they don't like getting too hot. I mean, these pressure cold pressure washers will run. You can feed warm water into them. Uh, in the owner's manual, it does tell you how much, what degree C they will take, and typically around about 40 degrees. So you could suck hot water or warm water out of a bucket into it. Okay. Um, but if you have a, a pressure washer that's leaking and the motor is constantly kicking in and kicking out, it overheats, uh, especially if the water's warm to get it going in with to start with. Uh, so you can then get thermal distortion within the in the control piston that obviously has an effect on how it operates right okay um so so uh, another question then uh leading on from what you just said about leak and i'll fire this one at dougie because i think dougie touched on this earlier on so another scenario is i've got good water pressure everything's all connected up and uh the pressure washer is leaking from from around the lance handle so what what what's the what's the cure for that well, the cure for that probably is to change the O-ring up at the lance. Uh, up at the lance end, as I mentioned, there's a there's a tiny little O-ring in there which serves a huge purpose. But anything on the outlet side up to the lance that's 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 dripping or causing a leak, it reduces the the holding pressure that Mark spoke about there, that working against the the control piston. So uh, it will leak away the internal pressure. Uh, the micro switch. Uh, reactivates and the motor kicks in and then it momentarily it spins the motor up when, when it's sitting there and nobody's near it 
uh, it'll build up the internal holding pressure again, and then the, the whole thing will cut out again. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, so just, it, it, just that, that really little important. O-ring, which isn't a massive job, is it? You know, you know, very simple to change the O-ring, and you know, can, yeah, they can obviously absolutely. be, be uh, ordered or, or purchased from uh, from servicing dealers. Uh, absolutely, so, and, and on some of the some of the other some of the models that have got detachable hoses as well. I mean, they can they can leak uh, down at the pressure washer themselves. So that that quick fix, quick release coupling, yeah. uh, and I mean these things do wear over a period of time and. Uh, the, the amount of hours that's being shoved on them are being used. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. These these little things are an inexpensive fix, but that are that a thing that a lot of people tend to overlook. Oh, it's yeah. just a little leak. It'll not affect it that much. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an incorrect uh, yeah. mindset. Yeah, it, it does, has to be addressed. Yeah, it does make does make a massive difference. And it does. Um, yeah, the yeah, thing absolutely. is, that pressure washers they tend to be working really, really hard for a, for a decent amount of time, and then they can be sort of like sat still doing nothing in the shed for sort yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, you know, over six months of the year, you know, without being touched. So I, I assume these little rubber O-rings can sort of like um, degrade over time like that when they're not being used yeah, as well do. as when they're being used. Yeah, yeah, they do. yeah. okay. Right, so next uh, next scenario is uh, the pressure washer won't stop at all. It's just constantly running. What's the, the, the cure for that? Well, if it's, um, if it won't switch off at all, it's probably the control piston again is, is stuck. Stuck. It, it, well, yeah, jam. It'd be jammed in the in the closed position, let's say, um, so that the motor is on all the time, so it can't move to to operate the switch, which switches the motor off. Okay, and that that could be a symptom of a really old machine, couldn't it? And you know, uh, and, you know, an, an aging yeah, machine. More than likely, yeah, yeah. more than likely. I mean, you know, occasionally you get even brand new components, maybe, um, you know. Some manufacturing defect, which is you know what warranty is all about. But yeah. um, it's usually, as I said, old machines that are have, have got a few gallons of water under their belt. Let's say. Yeah, but it's, there's, <clears> there's there's no need when you get to those sort of instances to sort of like throw it in the bin, is there? You know, they can be no. they can oh, be no, serviced no, and easily, repaired. Yeah. Easily, easily yeah. repaired. Yeah. Now yeah. this 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 last one, this last scenario, is one that I've I've suffered from myself personally uh, quite a few years ago. Uh, and this uh, was uh, I got the pressure washer out um, sort of like springtime to to do some clearing up. And when I uh, uh, connected up the hose and, and turned it on, there was water leaking from the base around the motor. So what what mm. what's that a symptom of? It's it's quite possibly um, a pump has been left with water in it, and we've had a frost or two, or a, a you know they sometimes get weeks of, of below freezing you know it's not that often yeah. in the UK but it does happen yeah well, that, uh, that, that, that's exactly that's exactly what it was yeah and it, yeah. it was in my days before I worked for still and it proved to be a, a yeah. fa- fairly expensive um, expensive thing yeah. which uh, towards the end uh, of the the podcast um, we'll, we'll talk about winter storage um, yeah, just okay. before we finish so yeah we'll, we'll have a chat about that so so that, that those scenarios there, there's quite a few uh, that we've gone off. But you know, in, in worst case scenario, at what point would we start to strip down the pump and sort of like really start taking apart major components? Are there, are there any specific symptoms that uh, that we've listed there that may take us to that point? I think you just you just hit on you just hit on one nearly yeah. <laughs> a, major, a, major, a major water leak. Uh, it, it actually it pains me sometimes in, in the course of my travels and, and, and the train that we carry out to 
to have people condemn pressure washers for for little or nothing. Uh, probably ripping a pump apart and, and valves and stuff like that would be sort of last case scenario, unless there are obvious signs that it's that it's leaking any fluids, i.e. water and or oil. Uh, before getting to that point, I mean, let's check everything. Let's let's start at the plug. Let's let's start at the plug, the fuse, the cable, inspect everything. Let's just let's go through the whole scenario. We can look at control piston, non-return valve, the whole lot. Personally, now I'm I'm saying to dealers and uh, anybody that that's attending any of my training, I'm saying to them, look, the, the the last case scenario, and only if it's hemorrhage and fluid of any kind. Is stripping the pump, yeah. and uh, sometimes when we're in touch with the workshops, some of these some of these uh, pumps and motors to go back into Camberley and they're, they're in as many pieces as possible. And sometimes they can be rebuilt, and there's actually there's very little wrong with them until you yeah. get to the to the nitty gritty to the control yeah. items, i.e. the non-return valve and or the control piston itself. It has been well documented recently that we did have some sticking issues with the 9 series machines on the control piston, but it was a case of disassembling them and lubricating them using the, the grease that Mark spoke about there uh, earlier on. Yeah, uh, so and on simple zero... fixes, yeah. Simple, yeah, It's the simple things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Leading on from something you mentioned then about going back to the plug, um, you know, simple things like that for a, a perfor- uh, the pressure washer can... Uh, uh, significantly drop in performance or even uh, appear to have failed uh, from an electrical uh, power perspective. Um, now, pressure washers can be run using an electrical extension, can't they? But there yeah. are certain criteria that we need to follow. Uh, you know, yeah. the length of the cord is really vital when we talk about this. So, um, Dougie, do you just want to uh, enlighten us on just, just sort of like what I'm talking about here and what I'm leading to? Yeah, well, I mean, there, there, there are guidelines and in instruction manuals for uh, for the extensions and the type of extension, the length of cables that can be used as well. But as a as a rough rule of thumb, I mean, an extension cable has got to be as thick as, if not thicker, than the existing cable on the machine. Yeah. Uh, the specific specifications, sorry, you will find I say in the instruction manual, because remember, on a on a cheap extension lead, and uh, the, the longer the extension lead, there is a voltage drop. Yeah. The voltage drop tends to have the effect of driving the amperage rate and the amperage draw up the way. So on something like an RE130 or an RE129, which is running almost at 13 amp at the moment, is very very close. Uh, that can be that can be problematic. Yeah. RCDs as well, uh, they're, they're worth protecting them using using an RCD and just make sure that your the RCD is not kicking out and in constantly as well. So it's it's yeah. it's all things to think about before yeah. sort of condemning the machine itself. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we've talked about you know getting the best performance from our pressure washer. Things we need to be looking at, obviously nozzles, mains pressure is another one, isn't it? You know, I know I'm pretty lucky around here where I am. You know, I've got good mains pressure here where I live now. Previous house property where I lived, the mains pressure wasn't good, wasn't as good. So you know, when I was washing the car, things like that, uh, it, it was an issue. Um, but then, what I want to get to now is is to talk about um, leading on from something Mark, well, you both said actually about the the filter, the little filter in the thing, and that's about 
using a suction feed with a pressure washer as well because we don't always have to use mains pressure. We can fill a, a bowser full of water and get a suction feed tube and then put that suction feed tube into the bowser and then that will suck water through. But that can also have a detrimental effect to this little filter on the front because there's high risk, higher risk of contamination using that sort of feature, isn't there? Absolutely, dependent on where the water's been drawn from. The safest option, you've just mentioned it there, is to draw water from a barrel or a bowser. Uh, somebody wanting to draw water from uh, from running water, for example. <laughs> uh, like always, a river or a stream yeah, or something like that, or a, or a canal. It's always going to be fraught with a with a dirt element, that's for sure. Although the suction kit that we do does have a pretty comprehensive filter uh, on the end of the suction, at the end of the suction pipe. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one as well that can that is, is overlooked is, oh, and this is sort of like over a period of time that can be uh, potentially lead to to a drop in performance is water hardness, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So that that will result yeah. in 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 the the linings of the the the, the pipe network uh, becoming sort of like um, it's almost like a cholesterol buildup, isn't it? That we would suffer <laughs> from. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost, yeah. and it, it tends. It tends not to happen that much if if the washers are used on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, although I mean, storage storage is a terrible thing if if yeah. uh, the machine's been subjected to to water that's that's uh, well, I wouldn't say the water that's incorrect. How can water be incorrect? But uh, yeah, the different hardness of the water in different areas of Great Britain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the 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 last thing I just want to touch on now, I've, I've made a note here just saying. Uh, temperature but i think what i'll do i'll leave i'll leave you guys to fight over this one and just say with the with temperature in mind and uh, my incident that i had many years ago with a, a, a leaking pump uh, what would we consider when we're putting a machine in for winter storage i'll, I'll, let, I'll let you argue, argue over this one to who answers it uh yeah i can i guess it, it it will it will depend on where you are in the country and, and the sort of ambient temperatures you get during the winter period um, frost is or, or continued low temperature below freezing um, conditions are not ideal, uh, particularly when you've got a pressure washer full of water. And, and therein lies the problem. It's a matter of getting the most of the water out, um, removing the hose if you can, um, draining the water out of that. And it's perfectly acceptable to switch the motor on and run the pump for a few seconds just to purge out any remnants of water that might be in there. Uh, don't leave it for more than a 10, 15 seconds or so because you can then run the risk of running the seals dry. But, um, you know, as soon as you start, you'll see a splurge of water and then a few yeah. drops and then switch off. So literally well, one, one thing I've noticed, sorry, sorry to talk over you there, Mark, but one thing I've noticed is that even when you stop the machine, you can take the hose pipe and the lances off and just by... Uh, tipping it forwards and backwards and things like that, you can just get a little bit of extra water out, can't you? Just just from it, just just running out, you know. So just those little little yeah, drops that absolutely. won't come out under pressure. Yeah. yeah. What you what you trying what you trying to achieve is to is to create space within within the pump, um, so that you've got room for for water to yeah, yeah. Uh, to water expand when it freezes. Um, if you've got a, a plus a plus type machine where you have an inbuilt hose reel, then lay the hose out on the ground and, again, switch the motor on and just yeah. purge as much of the water out as you possibly can. 
Um, again, leaving yeah. it for no more than 10 seconds running. Brilliant. And then I'll just uh, add one thing that uh, you guys did a, a webinar for our dealers uh, for some dealer training a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it started off in the background. It looked like we had a, we did. some weird looking mannequin. Uh, in the background, sat <laughs> sat on a on a bench, and it was actually you'd wrapped uh, you'd wrapped oh, a yeah. pressure wash up in in a, a quilted jacket, one of our still quilted jackets, and put a helmet on it. So we can go to those lengths as well by wrapping it yeah. up. Um, yeah. You know that you know even 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 with a blanket, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or but you know if if you want to go putting it in a, a full quilted, you know. Um, you know, goose feather jacket. You know, uh, if 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 you're that way inclined and you like to look after your gear in, to that degree, then who are we to argue? So, well, I mean, I've I've even brought my pressure washer indoors uh, when when the weather's been severe because I mean there could be a huge temperature swing between uh, Hampshire, Surrey, and uh, even the south of Scotland where yeah, I yeah, live. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, and it, it becomes even worse the further up the country that you go. So you yeah. can be looking at a 15, 15 degree temperature swing from north and south. So uh, there's certainly worth protecting, that's for sure. But that was just a, an, an example of what can be done. I mean, anything just to just to protect it from the frost. So an old jacket, an old, yeah, anything, a blanket. Mark mentioned a blanket wrapped around about them, anything at all. Or if, or if there is space and you've got prior warning, uh, that it is going to be particularly hard for us if you've got space indoors, get them indoors. Yeah, absolutely. A bit like us. At our ages, we want to be wrapped up in blankets, <laughs> don't we, at winter? So, yeah. With that, with that in mind, gents, uh, I'm going to bring it to a close. Uh, thank you once again for, for uh, coming and talking to us. It's been great fun. Uh, I've learned a lot, and hopefully uh, everybody out there has picked up some hints and tips as well. Thank you, Dougie. Thank you, Mark. And uh, we'll speak soon. Take care. Thanks, Lee. Bye now. Cheers now. There you have it folks, lots of information about pressure washers. Now I'm sure that during the podcast you'll recall that we did briefly mention power cord extensions. Now if a power cord extension is to be used with a still pressure washer then it must be earthed and meet the following requirements. For power cord extensions up to 20 meters in length, the power cord must have an internal wire gauge of 1.5 millimeter squared. For power cord extensions between 20 meters and 50 meters in length, the power cord must have an internal wire gauge of 2.5 millimeter squared. Please bear in mind that there may be different requirements outside of the UK, dependent on different line voltages. We want to be taking care of our pressure washers, and to do that and get the most out of them couple of little handy hints and tips. We want to be making sure the nozzles are in good order because they are pretty much a wearing part as Dougie said. We want to be keeping a good check on that little inline filter that's just tucked away inside where the hose pipe connection sits. Another handy tip is inside the user manual there's information about winter storage. Even to the point where you can, if required in really cold climates, you can add antifreeze to the pressure washer to reduce any risk from freezing temperatures. All the user manuals are available to download on the STILL website. In the UK that's www.still.co.uk and that information is also available in the STILL app. But for those of you around the world there's also www.still.com where you can download all the product manuals as well. Don't forget we've got special content for all our servicing dealer network where Mark and Dougie 
have recently delivered a webinar to the dealer network explaining everything that we've talked about today and more in fantastic detail and it's really worth a listen. So that's it from me. Hope you join us again soon for the next podcast. Take care. For more episodes, training videos, e-learning courses and more, please visit stilltraining.com. If you have a topic you'd like to hear on a future episode, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know by emailing learning at still.co.uk. Thanks for listening.